0: You've tuned in to 96.7 on your FM dial. This is Hugh Crusella, and the program is QOL. You're listening to. A public radio uh, station. You can listen to Radio Garden as well. Radio Garden is one of these wonderful tools. You just uh, make the globe go round and round. You pick where you want to be. And you can listen to stations uh, synchronously. Now, let's go asynchronously. If you want to listen to a podcast at any time convenient for you, just type in my name, Hugh Cruzel, and the word podcast. And there's uh, hundreds of episodes on food, drink, quality of life, travel. Uh, The topics are are broad. Today, I, I my guest is in Sault Ste. I can tell he's in Sault Ste. Marie because I can see across the Saint Mary's River. Now, tell us who we're talking to and tell us what your program what you're actually doing in Sault Ste. not just Sault Ste. Marie. Yours is a much larger than just the city, isn't it?
1: It's uh it's across all go you. Good day. My my name's David Thompson and I'm the director with Rain, which stands for the Rural Agri Innovation Network. We're an organization that was established back in 2013 with a mandate to uh, to support the agri-food sector right here in Algoma and certainly that has stretched across uh, Northern Ontario to also impact uh, producers in your area Hugh but but also in Northwestern Ontario and uh, other parts of the North. We started Rain really with this intention that the agri-food sector, mainly producers and processors in the North, they're, they're very busy people. And they are, and a lot of them are involved in, in a lot of great organizations on a voluntary level, but they just have really lacked capacity to, uh, to, to move, Certain uh, initiatives forward. So we formed around that with the uh, with the idea that rain could help to catalyze some of their ideas into actionable projects. And so we've 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 done a number of different projects over the years, but they've I mean they've spanned from uh, getting infrastructure uh, needed infrastructure for the farm sector to do uh to do market development for the sector and and also applied
0: research wow uh, across that's, a number of that's different very broad and i know yes. the average person on a farm Uh, may have ideas, may have wonderful ideas, but sometimes it's the collaboration and the organization, the the umbrella that's needed to make it. Since you use the word, since it's called rain, I had to use the word umbrella, but I'm sure people do all the time. And you say agri-food because when we think of farms, we think about Food, But we don't think about, yeah. say, Angora sheep or or no. llamas <laughs> or, or 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 even for that matter, sometimes cheese doesn't really enter into our thoughts about. Yeah, I don't know why.
1: Yeah. And the agri-food sector, like you said, is is so diverse that a lot of uh, people, you know, they'll just go to a farmer's market, but there at the farmer's market. Even they can buy uh, alpaca wool yes. that has had value added to it. Right. They'll be able to also buy um, great products like Thornlow cheese, which is you know in New Liskard and we we have it at our at our farmers market here. The Great here. Clay
0: Belt. Yeah. You know, he, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually jump in and say that your farmers market in Sault Saint Marie is. Every time I've been, it's been outstanding. But it's it's beyond just the farmers market. It's it's having mm-hmm. regular customers, it's having the reach, it's having the the support to make a business work.
1: Yeah, that that mill market that we have in the Sioux, it, it really you know, it really shouldn't have been there if it wasn't for uh, the producer support around that. And this was about over 15 years ago.
0: I was there but for the at, I think the uh, opening actually.
1: Yeah, but at the, around that time, there was a significant influx of Mennonite yes. farmers to our community, uh, and the vegetable produce that uh, that they're producing, you know, significantly uh, uh, increased that supply. Uh, where we saw the you know a farmers market model like Mill Market to become uh, viable, more viable, and, yes. and, and now it certainly has legs. It's it's actually moving its location. What? Um, there's a new market under construction right now.
0: A permanent the, market, a uh, home?
1: Yeah, a permanent market. I home. did
0: not know that. Yeah. Tell us yeah, all about and, it. Where's it going to be?
1: Uh, yeah, so that uh, permanent home is going to be part of the Sault Saint Marie's new plaza. Oh, which yes. is going to be located on Bay street and yes. spring
0: and close, with that, to, close to the arena area, isn't it? Uh, it's and down a, the it's end a bit. It's
1: a yeah. few blocks down yeah. from, uh, from GFL arena, but with this market, there'll be, you know, a lot of, um, more capacity, uh, for uh, the vendors, but it'll also include, uh, shipping containers that have been outfitted in, in kitchens so that, uh you know, uh, somebody, uh, a catering company, or or any entrepreneur can use those kitchens with with uh, to to create hot food right on the plaza. So brilliant it should be uh, amazing.
0: Well, it, it sounds to me like the embracing of the more European model. Uh, I, I, not just Europe. I mean, many other cities. Santa Fe has a terrific market in their old railway station. Uh, you know. David, it's all changed, hasn't it? We we so depended on what we thought was the best place, which was the supermarket. I mean, it was super, wasn't it? And now we're going like, well, maybe regional seasonal cuisine is, is better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And it, along with that, you know, with that kind of European model, there's a lot of skills uh, that Need to to really be developed on a on a regional level, uh, so that we're able to provide that, right? Uh, you know, everything from the meat processing uh, sector, um, or um, you know, even even things like art, artisanal cheese. It it takes a lot of uh, skill and experience to 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 hone those types of crafts, and so that's you know, for us as, as an organization, we realize. When COVID hit, we needed to have a more of that of a focus around processing. And so we've been developing a number of uh different initiatives in that
0: light. Well, an abattoir is not something that just pops up. You have to mm-hmm. it has to have the right volume, it has to be certified. So many of these things require certification. Do you help producers find the right way? Somebody comes with an idea to I have a feeling that's what you do mostly. You go, I think we can help.
1: Yeah, and it's dependent on what that producer like? What what market they they really want to go after mm. in the short term, and then in, in the long term, uh, because yeah, there's there seems to be a, a maze of different regulations and and uh, certifications that can be out there, uh, dependent on if they want to take their product global, or if they just want to have it here, uh, in in Algoma. Uh, there's, there's, there can be that those types of layers.
0: Definitely, of, of you, you said regulations that we can you help. said a maze. Yeah. I, I, I automatically go to amazing because uh, <laughs> sometimes those mazes are are. There's so many things to jump over to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to. It's not going to be overnight that you can fill out some forms and get certification to to go forward.
1: No, it, it does take a uh, some concerted planning, uh, be, because there's a lot with that where it might take uh designing a new label you know for their uh for their product right uh which
0: so do you help people link up with say graphic designers and and Mm -hmm. uh you say to them well you know you told me some of your your pinch points i i Mm -hmm. i'm going to help you and do they do they reach out to you or do you reach out to them how does this work Yeah, so
1: for uh, our region here in in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, we have a business development team that works here at the Innovation Center that serves clients uh, from from a a lot of different sectors. And so we do outreach and networking events within the community around here uh, just to be able to do that, that, uh, that outreach. Uh, so with that, then we, we kind of get, uh, people that come in, uh, that have specific needs and we have funding that, uh, we can help them go through, uh, whatever process it might be, whether it's uh, a regulatory or a labeling piece or a product analysis, uh, right here in the Sioux. And if they're, if they're not in the Sioux, there's uh, also a network of regional innovation centers across the North,
0: like that, uh,
1: that like Norcat, uh, like Ion in North Bay. Bay yes. Um, and and so yeah, with that network, we're also um, able to uh, share resources and share different uh, types of programs that can that can help these businesses.
0: Well I, uh, I, I so love it's a strong network. I love have. doing what I was doing at Norcat at one point in time with the digital Main Street program. We we certainly had uh, the opportunity to help out several organizations in Northwestern Ontario in the food, uh, agri-food world. And uh, you know, did a lot of a lot of outreach, and certainly learned a lot of things. David, where did you come from that you ended up doing this? And I've got to tell you, I, I'm looking at uh, David, and I are actually using Zoom uh, out there in radio world. You can't see this, but he has got like an amazing setup. That was that. What kind of microphone have you got there?
1: Oh yeah, this is a uh, just a microphone that I use for. Um kind of my mobile setup oh, <laughs> so okay. it's an omnidirectional mic uh, but uh, I, last year we, we we actually started a podcast <laughs>
0: just no like kidding you,
1: as a as a trial with another organization
0: so I, I, well, I i've know. been learning a tell lot us about, about is it live <laughs> is it something available
1: yeah it's called the pacsac project and so the idea behind the 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 podcast was us to connect with uh with different leaders from organizations around northern ontario just to kind of get to know what some of their challenges are in terms of moving initiatives forward within the community. And so it was like a uh, one season that we did and it was, uh, it was, it was enjoyable. It was, uh, it was also kind of a, uh, Uh, an opportunity to kind of stretch myself my creative capacity. Fantastic.
0: I know that uh, doing this and Radioland you might know that this is season 7 actually of my podcast and and radio program. Maybe season 8 now I think about it. But uh, you know CKLU 96.7 is a was well, an outgrowth of the uh, Laurentian University and as Laurentian had the radio station I think 35 years now and it's wonderful that we have a, a, a platform for p- people to to engage like David and I are today David I asked the question where did you come yeah. from how did yeah, you get involved in this and it's not it's got to be somewhat of a passion project
1: Yeah it rain really is has become a passion project before I was doing this uh, I had a small business that was doing website design, uh, development work, uh, in a small community in Thessalon. So I got to know a lot of rural businesses. and I got to understand, you know, what some of their challenges were, and that was like farmers and, and uh, food businesses and and uh, and different uh, contractors and that that I worked with. Um,
0: well, all went- across Rydal Bank, there's yeah. all uh, you know Bruce North of Bruce Mines all the way uh, across towards the Sioux, towards Garden River. I mean, e- you. You must have had a, a blast doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun uh, uh, a fun few years uh, doing that that work. And after that, I I went back to school, did my uh, master's in business administration, and and it had a research component. And one of the research uh, projects that I worked on that uh, then was uh, with a group of farmers called uh, Pinocchio Hills Farms.
0: So you know this well.
1: group of farms came together. Uh, because they uh, they saw what was going on in the beef sector, and uh, with mad cow crisis, BSE, uh, the closure of the borders, uh, they said we need to have a different way to uh, to add value to our to our meat, and to sell that in our region, and so it was doing some uh, research with with those farmers, uh, doing some strategic planning, business planning, and after going through that process and seeing the success that they had. I, I realized, well, how many more companies are out there? How many more ideas are out there that we could uh, we, we could be working on uh, from so many perspective? So. so many. And so that was about 2011 when we started um, this idea of like, OK, how could we start rain and have that? And we were able to fund the first three years for that pilot. And I've been doing it for about 10 years. So
0: I am surprised our paths have not collided before. Yeah, <laughs> I you know. We have people that we know in common. We have a very, very um, uh, Venn diagram of of overlap (laughs) in our our interests. So is there a desire to do another podcast? Maybe on, uh, maybe not weekly. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's another season (laughs) because like the, the research I've been doing is that not a lot of podcasts survived the first Our, season, right? right. So it's, uh, yes. I'd be uh, proud if I could uh, even get onto the second season of uh, the Pack Sack. anyway. <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's just a matter of pushing a little harder, David, and you, you, yeah. you find out uh, and, and printing some business cards, actually some real physical things that you you can actually hand out to people and say, you know, this exists if you're interested mm-hmm. and and radio has a, a funny way and podcasts have a funny way of reaching uh, a diversity of, of population that you don't expect
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and that that's what really attracted me uh to the idea of doing a pa- a podcast uh because i speak to a lot of farmers and researchers and it's like they're kind of in their own bubble yes. in ter- terms of well you're
0: working hard. Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh and so yeah, just giving a, a different platform uh could could kind of get their stories out there more broadly because they they are working under, you know, a lot of challenges, yes. particularly from a policy level as well. Um uh, where yeah, there's just that lack of understanding with the with the public. So
0: Well, I'm just thinking about how hard farmers work and how hard it is to just you know, and then come to a market and spend your Saturdays. Uh, David, do you, you go to the market? Absolutely, yeah. What are the hours? <laughs> i regular. You, regu- what are your hours in Sault Ste. Marie? Like 9 to yeah. 2, 9
1: to 3? Yeah, it's uh, about 9 to 2 in yeah. uh, for our farmer's market uh, every Saturday. It's a year-round market as well. Yes. And then in the, the summer times, they'll open it on Wednesdays too.
0: That's right. Uh, there used to be Sometimes they used to close Queen Street down for uh, a f- – uh, and do you remember Sulicious? I don't know oh, if yeah. you, that, yeah. that was another great opportunity to to showcase restaurants and food uh, and the the uh, who was involved. Vinnie Greco was involved at one point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had Vinnie on my program. Boy, yeah. I know so much about the Sioux. I forget sometimes just how <laughs> much I know about it. It's wonderful. the Sioux does have maybe, although you've got America right on your doorstep, I find maybe because you're far enough away from Toronto, you got to make your own fun
1: yeah that's certainly true um just this past weekend uh our organization hosted a a locavore dinner no kidding uh, and that was at stokely creek lodge which is uh of the skiing yeah like in terms of cross-country skiing it's like a leader in north america Mm -hmm. like has most the most trails and a lot of people in the sioux never really get up to stokely and so we we had an event uh to have a whole local meal uh, catered by the the lodge staff and had uh, a lot of snowshoeing, and uh, and skiing, and uh, a lot of people uh, yeah did a lot of falling because <laughs> it's it's a pretty challenging uh, uh, course. There. How so. many people
0: turned out for this event?
1: Yeah, we had about uh, 90 people come out.
0: Gosh. Gosh. I know at one time there was a slow food movement that was uh, fairly viable in the Sioux. I don't know if it still exists. And certainly, um, uh, Siouxlicious had its 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 legs for some time. I think it ran for a few years. But yeah. things, things come and things go. Uh, but a, a farmer's yeah. market stays forever, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How do you attract... I mean, maybe you're not actually involved in that part of it, but attracting both participants and consumers, I mean, mm-hmm. there are still people I'm always surprised. They go, farmer's market, never heard of. I mean, how do we <laughs> convince everybody to know about these things?
1: Yeah, and I, I hope really with the, the location change of the mill market, we'll, we'll kind of get that a bit because the current market is uh, a little bit, you know, removed from <laughs> where, where uh, people in Sault Ste. Marie go a lot of the time, right? So, I think that'll help with the, the visibility around it. Um,
0: but well, fresh uh, lighting, that fresh ventilation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One thing that we're planning to do is uh, a local consumer survey, a market uh, information survey. So, we're we're just trying to get a better understanding of, uh, of people's preferences around shopping locally, whether they're doing that at a farmer's market, a, a retailer, or going to the farm uh, directly, and or e-commerce, because a lot of people are um, using websites to buy local food now. Right. So um, with this survey, we're just trying to get farmers that better information, see for now, farmers are, to
0: better reach people. An individual can't do that. I mean, they could try, <laughs> but I think it takes an umbrella organization like yours to, <laughs> to again yeah. do these kind of things. And, uh, you know, rain probably could be replicated in other mm-hmm. jurisdictions other regions do you get uh, do you have conferences with other people in uh, rural saskatchewan southern ontario <laughs> i'm sure you do
1: yeah there's there's a few other networks out there that we're aware of uh, one is uh, the eastern ontario network and i'm you know connected with their executive director uh, down there There's another group in Thunder Bay, which is the Thunder Bay Food Strategy, and they do a similar um, uh, number of activities that that we do, and we're very connected through a a lot of programs, and and some are some networks form around uh, you know the city and the municipality, and some are just kind of more grassroots and in are in organic. so we see
0: see a bit of a <laughs> mix of both so okay you said organic i wasn't going to go there how much of the <laughs> produce and and production is organic i mean that's a growing segment yeah. of of interest for consumers what, what's what's up in sault st marie are people very much into um organic uh you know cl- clean food
1: yeah in terms of the producers who are certified organic uh there is uh there's a, a few that do that uh, but there's a, a number of producers that we know uh that aren't certified but they they still uh, would follow the org- organic practices mm-hmm. and yeah consumers uh have really strong networks with those producers at farmers markets and all also buying directly. And since COVID, we've we've seen uh, certainly an uptake in interest around um making those relationships there with uh with organic producers. Um we're seeing that uh as well with um with other sectors like the maple syrup producers in our area. Right. Because with Saint certified Joseph's organic Island. maple syrup, yeah. they're able to go after um bigger markets like export markets uh for those types of products so yeah there's there's there certainly is interest in that
0: i think it also i mean my salivary glands just go off the minute i start talking about farmers markets uh the the smell of fresh bread the uh yeah you know i'm gonna i've seen it now at some markets in north bay i i believe here in sudbury several times uh beer and spirits at the market Uh, you know you've got a couple of very nice little breweries in, in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, are they at the market as well?
1: Yeah. And, and, well, I'll, I'll start with the bread. Uh, we've, we've seen a, a number of, uh, artisanal bakeries, uh, that, you know, uh, that do, uh, sourdough breads. Mm. And they also have, you know, these relationships with local producers, grain producers, which is, which is great. Um, with, uh, with beer, yeah, we, we have a, a few breweries, uh, and as well as we have a cider operation that uh, runs out of a, a local farm, Thompson Farms, here.
0: Uh, no relation, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's another winery up in uh, Wawa, actually, as well, Algoma Highlands. Yes. So they, It's a wild blueberry farm. Well, they've, I've they've
0: driven by it on wine. my way to Dubreville and uh, to West Dome, and uh, yeah, I didn't know they were still in operation. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, and so really now you're saying to people, the consumers, our farmer's market can deliver everything to you from a whole grain wheat, probably uh, flour to, to uh, uh, vegetables of all different description. Are you noticing too in, in your world and in your organization, are you encouraging people to explore other varieties of things, whether that's animals or plants?
1: Yeah, certainly there can be some some niche market potential by exploring uh, unique vegetables and, and, and fruits. We've certainly seen that uh, with uh, some of the projects uh, down in southwestern Ontario that uh, are doing world crops where they are growing sp- specific vegetables for uh, the Chinese market or the South Asian market. And that, as I... I think that's going to be coming up into our area as well. And I know College Boreal, they've been doing some research Indigenous. around around these crops yes. and uh, trying to connect it with, with local producers. I see a lot of market potential there. We're also uh, seeing a, a growth in interest in, in different hot pepper varieties as well. No kidding. People who want to make hot sauce and we're seeing uh different unique fruits like the the hascap fruit is, is one yes. of them that i've seen uh that has kind of spread across the whole area and so yeah there's there's some interesting niches but it's uh, it's always important for a farmer to do their market research before they get into some of these in, in a big way uh because uh yeah, there can be some competition with
0: it. Or specialized equipment required or, exactly. you know, like starting a brewery is not an easy thing or a distillery <laughs> or a winery for that matter. We're yeah. hosting a CD Sudbury on the 26th of February. Does Sault Ste. Marie have a similar uh, activity?
1: Yeah, uh, we've had CD Saturdays uh, for a number of years. There's, uh, there has been one in the Sioux uh, and there has been one in Central Goma as well. At the Central Goma Secondary School. Oh, uh, just out towards
0: Deb Deborah. Deborah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. You can tell. I know the name of the because it's so easy (laughs) to say something else instead of Deborah. It's (laughs) right. It's right. That's marvelous. That's. I think there was a lot of innovation coming out of that school.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm. I went to Cass. uh, (laughs) That school, and. It still has a greenhouse, which yes. is great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and they they have a, a lot of great teachers as well.
0: So, Sounds to yeah, me like I've got so to ask I've got to ask this question. Do you have a garden, David?
1: Yes. Yeah. I I, uh, I grow uh, a lot of peppers. Actually, um, I've been tinkering with uh, with hot sauces for the last few years.
0: Oh, so, yeah! <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's marvelous. Now, so the organization rain started what year and does it have a mandate to continue for some time? Is it fully funded? Is it how, how do you go mm-hmm. on doing what you're doing? Because sometimes the money runs yeah. out and then the enthusiasm runs out. But it doesn't I think COVID actually helps spur a lot of these things on.
1: Yeah, we've we've been very fortunate to have um, some some great uh, believers in in rain and what we're doing. And that includes a, a number of different organizations and funders. Uh, the our main funders have been uh, Fednor and Northern Ontario Heritage Fund Corporation and the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. Um, they give us uh, funding in kind of increments around uh, around a, th- a three year period, where we really need to uh, come you know come up with other types of funding in order to do our programs and so the the rest of the funding can come through uh, producers as well as businesses but it can also come through uh, uh, through through foundation work and through doing consulting work so uh, we've we've all uh, i mean i i think uh, the funding is one thing but really it's been our team and a team within rain that have moved a lot of projects forward that have that have been our success and uh and they're, they're the ones on the ground doing these projects working with producers and, uh, and working with businesses. So,
0: yeah. Well, marvelous. I have to applaud all your efforts, David. And, and certainly uh, there you are at the Sault Ste. Innovation Center. Did I say that right? Yes, yeah. I did. And it seems like like you have a really good momentum at that center to move all kinds of ideas forward, including this one in Agri-Food. Uh, mm-hmm. David Thompson, what a pleasure to talk to you
1: yeah it uh been great talking to you
0: too thank you for taking this call and, uh, out there in radio land david thompson is the now are you the director yes director of rain and tell us again the name of what rain means
1: it's a uh, rural agri-innovation
0: network rural agri-innovation can we can we find it on the web if we type that in
1: yeah yeah if you go to rainalgoma.ca you can find uh
0: about us there. Now, if you're listening out there in, in uh, the Rydell Bank, in Algoma, or perhaps anywhere in the world, and you want to know how to replicate what's going on in, in well, Sault Ste. Marie, it, you can reach out to David Thompson, I'm sure. Right, David? Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> You've been tuned into 96.7 on your FM dial. This is Hugh Cruzel, and the program is QOL quality of life qol is broadcast uh, at six o'clock on thursdays but you can listen asynchronously at any time just google my name hugh cruzel and the word podcast and it's there with many uh, many many other stories thank you so much for tuning in bye for now folks thanks david thompson thank you